Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I wanted to talk about, I suppose, potentially that photographers are the, the writers of modern history, that, that when people look back in 50 years from, from now, that some of the information they're going to be kind of, I suppose, looking at historically how things happened in the world is going to be through the eyes of many of the photographers out there today. So, And I think quite often when we go out and take photographs, we're probably not thinking about the history side of it, that well, what we're actually doing, that quite often we're documenting stuff. Quite often that stuff, like I said, can be, you know, end up in an archive somewhere at, that at some point in the future people are going to look back on that and say, quite possibly too, that it won't be known who the photographer is, that information could be lost. But I think it's, you know, we're living in an interesting time. There's lots of things happening in the world and there's lots of people who have access to cameras. And if you think back in the early days um, of conflicts and, events around the world that very few people had cameras to document it and quite often in a natural disaster situation people lose everything so there's no access but I mean these days with people having a camera basically in their pocket um, with their phone the opportunity for people to to document and record stuff is phenomenal like we've got this opportunity for people to to capture stuff who normally would never you know be considered to be someone who's who's a historian or um, a journalist or photojournalist or whatever. But like I said, by I suppose by the invention of the mod camera phone, we've opened that up to a whole new range of people who, like I said, can document with their phones and, and take pictures of what's going on. And I think that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing, like I said, some of the conflicts over in Europe that, you know, everyday citizens are actually photographing this stuff on their phones and and. And some you know, amateur um, photographers getting out there with their uh, more pro-grade type gear as well, um, capturing some of the, the imagery of you know the aftermath and, and some of the things that are happening. So I think, you know, as a photographer, it's kind of important, I suppose, to think about um, potentially stuff that you capture, how it might be, how it might be used in the future. And I think, like I said, it's always been in the past. I think there's been a lot of discoveries made of you know photography images that were taken by amateur photographers um, of different events of different you know at different times in history uh, only for people to find them you know 50 years later and then go through and marvel at these black and white images and you know they've captured some you know special event basically as a as a spectator from the sidelines and I think that can you know sometimes you've got your your photojournalists who are going in and typically you know, they've got press passes and stuff, so they're getting right in on top of the action, so they're seeing how you're getting those photographs. But I think there's a lot to be said for documenting the the overall scene, documenting um, all the other stuff, so people from how people, I suppose, giving a bird's eye view how people are actually taking in that event or how they're actually where they are in relationship to what's happening. And I think that's why we're seeing, like I said, this um, surge of, photography around the world of you know historic events important events being like I said captured uh, by people who typically would not 
consider themselves, well, most of these people don't even consider themselves photographers. They just have a phone, something happens, they pick the phone up and they start shooting. And like I said, sometimes get some amazing images uh, through that process. So I'm thinking, you know, this episode, talk more about the, I suppose, the role of modern photographers. You know, are we, are we the next kind of breed of historian, uh, documenters that, you know, we just kind of all out there doing our own thing. And, and I think, look, on any given day, you've got thousands and thousands in each city of, of people out there taking photographs. So there's, there's all these slices in time that have been taken by the general public and, you know, amateur photographers and even professional photographers as well that, you know, we've got this enormous amount of information that's being recorded and captured and it's going to be, like I said, the challenge is going to be moving forward into the future is how that information survives, where it survives, who can access it, um, you know, what what happens to it in the future and like I said, I think at the moment it's kind of interesting that some people obviously put them up on social media and there's always the potential with, you know, on social media that people will copy some of that information and it'll be maybe put into some type of archived um, space where it can be reviewed in the future just in case that platform does collapse. I mean, who who knows in 10 years' time, will there, you know, will there, will there be a Facebook? Will there be Instagram? Will these platforms even be around? And maybe if you were thinking about your photos would live on forever on these platforms. That may not be the case. It may not always be there. So maybe it's a good idea to have a another plan of where some of your images are. And particularly, I think, if you've been lucky enough to capture something special, if you've been able to kind of capture a special event or um, some, some type of, I suppose, um, milestone type thing that... And maybe, the, you know, if you're the only one that caught this or... You know, you're, again, you, or you might have caught it from a completely different point of view to the rest of the way people were documenting that event. Sometimes that adds a bit more interest. Sometimes it's good being able to see how many people are there. You know, sometimes if you taking a picture of a person, of of a person singing up on stage and that's all you can see in the image, you know, was that person just singing to one person and then someone in the crowd takes a picture from the back of the crowd and they're looking through this sea of people and then, you know, this little dot in the front is the person performing, it actually then tells more of the story because it actually then shows you there's no, this person's not just singing to to one person, they're singing to, you know, potentially thousands of people at that concert. So again, thinking, thinking about how sometimes where you are, where you take the photograph, how that impacts the story, how that impacts the historical um, importance of that photo to, like I said, to tell someone who may see that photo in 50 years' time to see how people, you know, behaved or saw what type of things they did for enjoyment, like going to concerts. Um, it might be the types of way the concerts were set up, you know, this, you know if it's a huge big stadium-type um, concert or if it was a little small indoor bar somewhere where, you know, there's a handful of people gathered and someone's playing live music. I think that's where it's... Um, like I said, it's important for you know, photographers to be able to, like I said, capture all that type of stuff. And I think, like, I don't know that there's anyone more seen that's important than others. I think from a historical point of view, every photograph you take that dictates the modern day of life and some type of modern story that's happening in that photograph has 
potential to be have huge historical significance in the future because people will be looking at all the type of stuff. Like if you think about when people dig up a, you know, there's an archaeological find and they find some pottery and they're digging up just shards of pots, but the amount of information they can kind of deduct from the items that they find in those digs, how people might have eaten, there might be remnants of something in the pots that gives them an idea of what type of thing was stored in it. All this, you know, tiny snippets of information sometimes can tell a big story. And I think that's where photographs are amazing because photographs, you know, have that potential to capture this information for someone else to look at it in the future. And the other thing is for a lot of photographers don't even see what's in their own photos. Sometimes they don't see all the information. And I've pointed out to many photographers on many different occasions, I'll see something interesting in a photo and go, oh, that's so cool, you've caught that. And they'll go, what? No, I was taking a picture of this. So they had a primary focus of what they were taking a photo of. But there was a secondary thing that was happening in the photograph that was captured at the same time. And that happens quite often. Like sometimes the photo is taken for a particular purpose, but there's also something else that's happened in there as well at the same time, and that's also been captured and documented. So I think that's always interesting to kind of understand when you look at photos that sometimes you can see why the photo might have been taken, the primary reason for it. But then there's all those other elements in the photo which tell you so much more about what was actually happening at that particular time, that particular place, um, what people were doing, just by those other elements in the photograph. So again, I think it's, and that's the fascinating thing. And I think if you start get access to some you know old magazines or an archive with these old photographs of people out in the street doing stuff, have a look at those photographs, but really troll through them to have a look at all the stuff in the background, looking at the, you know, the the buildings and signage and, you know, maybe items that are around at the time. There might be things flying off a, you know, off a street light or, or other information there that you can start to see a lot more than, I suppose, what your first the first impression is. So I think that's where sometimes the ability to be able to read a photograph and better get that extra information, and that's about it. I suppose you know the how it's really how um, photos tell story, how how a photograph actually can tell that story because there's all this information that's contained in there, and it's up to the viewer then to virtually unpack it. And each person who looks at a photograph will unpack it in a different way. So you can look at a photograph and you can take away certain things from that photograph. I can look at the exact same photograph and I can take away some com- a completely different data set from it. Like, you know, I can see different things in there and happening. And that's the thing about photography that, like I said, we've got this medium which has got this enormous capacity to, to, to collect information and to document information. And really that's what history is about. I mean, history is really about the process of documenting um, stuff and being able to give it give people a an opportunity to go back and be able to get that information, whether it be through the written word, like people obviously a lot of history stuff is written down in books, so a lot of history's been passed on by the the event of someone sitting down writing about something that's happened. The other thing is a lot of history in a lot of various different civilizations where the history is passed down by the elders talking to the younger members of that of that civilization. And the stories are being told about different events and different things that have happened in the past. And they're kept alive through that 
um, spoken word where people are actually talking about those stories and they, you know, they they they, they learn them as kids and they then they teach those stories to their kids who teach it to their kids. So the information's not lost, and that's a bit like you know photography that the photographs basically capture that information and then can be distributed to people to obviously pass that information down to generation to generation. And I think that's the thing, like I said, if interesting exercise if you want to kind of, I suppose, go and look at something, get some, you know, quite often when you go to the places like, uh, you know, secondhand op shop type stuff where they sell secondhand clothes and it's, you know, typically stuff donated, quite often they'll have magazine sections where they have old magazines and sometimes you can pick up these really, you know, magazines from the 50s. So I always find them incredibly interesting to be able to, to, to look at it, even though like a lot of them might be the stuff that they've talked about in there has been, is out, that information's out of date or, or no longer relevant. But it's the photographs that really interest me. The photographs, I look at those photographs sometimes and I want to look at, I want to see what I can learn. I want to see how much stuff I can actually take away from those photographs and see what's, you know, if I can, if I can see something in there is interesting to me or it might be something that people had not noticed. And sometimes, like I said, I've had that situation where I've pointed people out a particular element in a picture and it's something they hadn't even seen themselves and they were the actual photographer taking it because their focus was somewhere else. So sometimes as a photographer, you're up there capturing the person up on stage singing, but quite often there can be something else happening in the background which may also be kind of captured in the frame as well, which tells you something else that's going on. It might be something that the drummer's doing or it might be something that one of the other band members doing or it could be something that one of the crew's doing or it even could be you know, some of the audience, what they're doing. Um, and those types of things. And I think this is the thing with photography that, you know, it does give the ability to capture more than one story in a frame. And I think, you know, we quite quite often talk about, you know, capturing the stories with with um, images. And I think it's quite possible for a story, like for an image to have multiple stories captured in the one frame. There can be a lot of things going on, particularly in a street scene. You can have all these different things happening, people you know, interacting and those type of things that, you know, in in a wide shot, so there's lots of things going on, and people are moving past and and whatnot. So I think that's the other thing to think about too is that sometimes you're not going to be limited to just telling a one story. There's going to be multiple stories that can be told, and I think that's about you know in, in any given in any given room. So if you think of a, you know, someone's having a party, and um, in that party there's a whole bunch of people, and, and what happens with people is. People typically pair off or, or, or form little groups and so people will clump together and there'll be a bunch of people and they'll be engaged in a conversation talking about or doing something and there'll be another group on the other side of the room engaged in a different conversation and then there's people maybe running around serving food um, and you know, getting drinks, doing those sort of things. So there's all these different stories, all these different stories playing out but in that one room and I think that's kind of the... The interesting thing. So, in this episode of Focus, I've been talking about the, I suppose, the idea about how, as photographers, we're actually also we're actually historians that we're actually capturing this information for future generations to be able to kind of you know go through and have a look and and kind of get some, I suppose, some idea of what what we were doing and the things we liked and clothes we wore and you know those types of things. And I think that's always the uh, the interesting thing and. I think, like I said, it's it's always cool to go and 
seek out some of those older photos and and really analyze them really just go through them and get what information you can like just try and find out what you can read and even like just really trawl through them to find out if there's things that you think that potentially people may have never seen and sometimes you get these stories that pop up on social media about how you know there'd be an old photo come up and then someone will have a circle around us and say oh this proves such and such happened look you know this person was doing this or, or doing that and I think that's always interesting like I said when people start really drilling into it now sometimes you know some stories are kind of it's hard to tell exactly what's going on in that in that particular instance sometimes you can't always get the true story of what's happening in photograph we all know that as photographers you can take a picture and you can have that picture represent a scene that maybe not be truthful. So sometimes it's always hard to tell because you don't know what the intention of the photographer was. Was the intention of the photographer to give you this information or was it or was it information in there that was going to mislead the viewer to what was actually going on? I think that's always the, the challenge, like I said, to work out what what the photographer was actually trying to say or were they trying to say something or were they just purely pictures of opportunity that were just taken with not really the photographer really looking at what was happening in the scene. They're just pointing the camera there and let the camera capture it, which sometimes I think has happened. You know, people have not been intentionally trying to particularly get a particular picture, but have just jagged a picture that's just, you know, they've pointed the camera, they've pushed the shutter at the right time and they've just jagged something that's happened and that's been recorded for history. So, yeah. So, like I said, this episode been really kind of, I suppose, exploring the idea about Photographers are documenters of history, how we, I suppose, move forward or how we, and we've talked about it in Focus before about maybe what's the legacy of your photos, where are your photos going to end up in the future, where how they're going to be accessible. A lot of places have a historic society, so there's people who kind of collect and document and exhibit things of the past from a particular district and sometimes they you know they call out and look for photographs of how the street looked you know 50 years ago or how the street looked 100 years ago so I suppose if you're in a local area and you've taken a lot of photographs that you know potentially you could share some of those photographs with some of those if there's a society that's around that kind of I suppose interested in history or interested in presenting history that there's an opportunity for you to actually donate some photographs to that cause so at least those pictures may have some type of some type of uh, future in in the future that people can actually go back and find them because they might be printed and put in multiple different libraries that are, people can access and I think that's the you know, for a lot of people like if the pictures just stay with you on your hard drive somewhere in the bottom of a drawer chances are you know and this is I suppose one of, one of the challenges I think and if you think about it this way you know if we rolled the clock back say 50 years and your grandfather had taken a lot of photos and he'd put them in a photo, and they were in photo albums or in shoe boxes or whatever, so all these prints or negatives or whatever. And, you know, they're shoved to the back of a cupboard and the cupboard's got all this other stuff put on top of it and it sits there for 50 years and you drag it out. When you pull that out, you know, it's pretty obvious what they are, they're photographs, and you can start straight away looking through those photographs and even if they're negatives, you can hold them up to a light source and you can see some of the information that's in contained within that frame and you can start to understand, I suppose, the value and you can start to understand the 
the time that they were taken and those type of things. But, you know, say in 50 years' time someone pulls out a hard drive out of the back of a cupboard somewhere and they look at this box and they go, hmm, I have to Google what this is. And they Google it and they find out, oh, it's a storage device that people use to store information on. People can't tell what's on there. Like it's not, there's no way you can actually even contemplate what could be stored on that particular drive. It could just be a whole lot of documents like someone's, you know, business um, invoices or something from, you know, 50 years ago, or it could be a whole bunch of photographs taken 50 years ago, which with, with these amazing, amazing stories to share. And we don't know that. So I think that that's going to be the challenge. And I've often said on on focus about using the opportunity to print some of your pictures, to use some of these, like I said, some of these um, services that do quite cheap prints where you can print, you know, these small pictures, but they're quite cheap. Typically, sometimes 10 cents or whatever, print a photo. So you can spend 10 bucks and have 100 photos. So it's not a bad idea, I think, still to think about, you know, maybe even taking your top 100 photos you've taken every year and just put them into into a 4 by 6 print and store them somewhere um, or even do multiple, you know, go and spend a few more bucks and do a few print runs of the same pictures and put them in multiple albums so and distribute them around and give them to to family, you know, younger family members to hold on to, to to kind of, I suppose, help preserve it. And hopefully maybe like in the future that someone will come across those images and, and they'll bring some value or I'll have some, yeah, I suppose, yeah, they'll have some type of currency, I suppose, that people will want to look at them and think that these are something of value because I think that's what the, the problem at the moment is. For a lot of the pictures taken, they have absolutely no value. Like a lot of people who snap pictures of things on their phone, if they lost those pictures, they're not worried because they don't have a value. Pictures of, say, a loved one at a particular milestone event or some other type of thing, if they're lost, then, then people you know, place more of a value on that type of thing because you can't go and kind of relive that event. You know, if it's just a picture of a place, like, okay, sometimes if it's, you know, hasn't changed too much, you can go and re-photograph that place and, and get an idea. But, I mean, I think there's something definitely, as a photographer, there's definitely something in you know, unique about knowing that a photograph was taken a period of time ago and it was just that that sliver of time has been captured on the frame. So just after that, you know, there could have been an earthquake and the whole place could have been knocked down. But at that particular point in time, that's exactly what that scene looked like. And I think that's what's really cool about photography. That's the thing that I do love about photography, that we, we've got this ability to be able to capture and preserve and we can, like I said, share into the future. And it's just going to be how you can do that sharing into the future is going to be the challenge. And like I said, I think the kind of the, the analog medium of prints is a fantastic medium because you need no software, you need no power, you need no viewing apparatus. You just can simply take a photograph, take it out of a packet, and you can just view it and you can see it in all its glory and you can appreciate it. I mean, the only danger to a to a printed photograph is obviously the environment that it's stored in. You know, if it gets wet or it's in a you know a place where there's a lot of insect um, infestations or whatever where, the, where it could be damaged. Um, but again, there is things that people can do. I mean, you can from moisture. I mean, obviously, you can store photographs in sealed containers to to seal moisture and stuff out. Um, but so there is there is things you can, like I said do and it's surprisingly 
a large number of um, photographs survive in families for for decades and decades and decades where they've been passed down, moved around, put in boxes, you know, put into storage, pulled out of storage, shoved into the sideboard, taken out of the sideboard, shoved into a cupboard somewhere, end up in a, in a shed in a box, and the box is falling apart, but inside that box is still these images somehow survive. So it's amazing how they do, images do survive and how they do come back and people do kind of are able to, I suppose, um, still enjoy those photographs and still be able to, to, to have a look at them. And like I said, the concept of having maybe like a neat, really easy way of, of seeing them and like just using something like a printed photograph to me kind of appeals to me because like I said, in 50 years from now, um, unless people lose their lose their um, ability to or vision and sight, those images will still be perfectly good um, if they're being kind of kept in like the right conditions to be able to be viewed and admired and um, I suppose explored by um, people of the time. So, so on this episode of Focus, been talking about probably the historic value of photos and the value, you know, that as a photographer, what we can do I suppose to preserving history or telling the story of of history and and by giving people in the future um, a bunch of information about things in the past and how they can how we lived and things we did and all that type of stuff so hopefully it's got you thinking about what you're going to maybe do with your photographs or maybe like I said it might start you on that pathway of of setting down and actually printing some sets of photos and distributing them around through different various family members to create you know, potentially create a uh, a legacy of of images that will hopefully last. That people will, will will take the time to protect and nurture and look after those images and potentially pass them down to you know the next generation. And I think sometimes the other thing is, which is also helpful, and this is what happens sometimes with old photographs that there's no details. Like you get a photograph, and there's no no details of who's in the photograph where the photograph was taken, the time, what year it was taken. So some of those things are really relevant. So the other option is is to probably write on the back of the photograph, put some notes on there and just, you know, and you'll have to experiment. Obviously, you get a ball pen and you write really heavy, you're going to spoil the photograph. But if you, some of the felt markers, you know, you can you can write on there. And again, you need to make sure it doesn't bleed through and, and ruin the photograph. So you can do a few test things and find something. that you can record some information on the back of the photograph with and, and the other thing what you can also do is mean some people, you know, they put that information on a on a kind of a sticky label, so and then stick that on the back of the photograph. So this if someone pulls that photograph over and turns it over, it says you know, this is only this is only Maud and this was taken in nineteen fifty eight and it was taken at King's Beach and blah 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 and, and those you know, relevant types of information. So think about including some extra information if you can if you have that information then maybe find a way to share it and put it with the photographs um, like I said and put it in a way where hopefully it won't get separated from the photograph so that information remains relevant to that particular image like I said by being on the back of it rather than kind of being maybe on a card or something which could be I suppose misplaced and, and lost and that type of thing so so look yeah so thanks for listening to this episode of photo mission focus like I said Always just try to get people thinking about different things, trying to think about your photography, think about where it might end up and that type of thing. Until next time, enjoy your photography and we'll talk again real soon. See ya.
that's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.